been told to talk about living in Iran, the first thing came to my mind uh, was that how normal some things are in Iran when you're living there. And you can't recognize they are not normal at all. And only by uh, getting away from that situation and, I don't know, going abroad and um, make some more experiences in life in uh, other countries, you can recognize that uh, the things that are normal in Iran and um, between people are not normal like at all um and um you can recognize when you when you live in a free country you can recognize it how traumatized you are um by some experiences you had in Iran and um, you can't um just live your life without fear uh, and you can't live your life happily ever after uh, and it is a sad thing for me as a, as an immigrant who is not living in Iran anymore but uh spent have spent about 24 years of her life in iran i grew up in iran i love that country um but after i've came to canada about six months ago um when i start to watch other people's life uh I started to recognize that how different we are as a nationality and as human beings. And um, this makes me feel so sad that how happy people are living over here and how they have everything and... Um, and they don't show off, they just leave. And, um, but people in Iran, they're really obsessed with show off. And because, you know, they're, they're desperately searching for happiness in the things that's they're not important because they don't have any other choice they don't know anything else uh, and but but people of iran are the most hopeful and most beautiful people i've ever seen um the thing about you know people of iran and the living iran is that you can feel a very very deep love between people and uh, this is the most beautiful thing 
uh, that you can find between a, um, people of a country, you know. It is not a thing that you can find it anywhere. Um, and this makes me happy and this makes me hopeful to the future. Uh, hello everyone, welcome to chapter 100 of the last thoughts of a busy mind, this one called It Never Changes, right? Uh, sort of a reference to uh, Fallout franchise's famous line, war, war never changes. My drink today is grape raspberry sparkling water. tastes great so as it is uh, the tradition with this season uh, at the beginning you heard from one of my friends living under oppression thankfully she's no longer living under oppression but um, she did mention something very important and it's what prompted this episode I've been thinking about this for quite a while but uh, she said living in Iran you just feel like everything that's happening to you is normal and that got me thinking Uh, I've talked about this before in life as it was life will never be normal in Iran again until IR is gone even then it won't be the same as it was but what was it (laughs) like was it ever normal because I genuinely don't think it ever was. Um, now, as as my friend said, um, while she left to realize how unnormal it is, some things in Iran, um, I, I also left and realized, oh, there is just a sense that, oh, I'm not going to be scrutinized for the simplest things. Oh, I'm not under the whim of a totalitarian regime to get rid of my internet access. I hope I can upload this, by the way. I'm recording this around 1 a.m. 1 p.m., I'm sorry, on Friday. So, it, it got, it's got me thinking. And it got me thinking about just generally life in Iran, how we are asking for a change. A lot of people feel like they need to go back to a simpler time. But the the fact is, it never was that simple. There was never a good time to go back to. And it's kind of disheartening, I'm going to be honest, sometimes, to look at it and realize, oh, it never changes, right? I'm here to tell you it does. It does change. Even if the changes are small, they matter massively. This is the 100th episode of The Last Thoughts of a Busy Mind, uh, which means that um, I've been doing this for way more than you can think of. (laughs) Way more than I ever thought was possible. If you go back to season two, I'm constantly saying, I don't know if I'm going to do this. 
and in that you can read a lot about my hear a lot about my mental problems my uh, mental uh, instability the pressures on me on a daily basis and I do understand some of it is my own personal stuff but a lot of it can be attributed to life in Iran it's not normal but we feel it is like before this when I started to look critically at it I thought of it as a personal failing many of it might be personal failings as I'm sure it is but I can't understate the fact that I, I wake up today and I don't know whether or not I'm going to have access to the internet. I don't know whether or not uh, there is going to be more executions done by a totalitarian regime. And this is not just for now. It's always been the case. I don't know whether or not my future will be uh, assured. I don't know whether or not I can be able to afford anything. I don't know anything so yeah, of, of course, for a person with OCD and GAD, I can't plan ahead. The reason I say that is, before this, before I looked at it critically, it all felt normal. It all felt like life as it is. It is what it is. The only way you can get out of it is to live. Because it never changes, right? Wrong. It's not normal. It's not a normal living. What we had before is not normal. And we need to... The biggest thing I think happened in the movement following the murder of Mass Amini is that we realized how not normal everything was. And this is not something that uh, only... I'm going to slowly criticize... A lot of people. I mean, of course, for the Islamic Republic, it is important. For the traditionalist uh, in Iran, it's important to realize this has always been the case, and thus it should have been the case. So this is normal. There is no life outside of this. But they are not alone in doing this. Uh, when the war in Ukraine happened, one of the things that justly got criticized is that uh, a racist view that oh this is these are european people this is not supposed to happen to them it's supposed to happen to people in middle east in afghanistan in iraq in iran and it got justly criticized because it was fucking idiotic and but at the same time it did point to a rather important bias Whenever people make a joke about, um, you know, uh, human rights abuses in Iran, they're like, oh, Iran is criticizing, like, United States. Do you know what's life in Iran? It's a, it's a funny joke. Yeah, it's funny that Iran, out of all countries, wants to criticize people. The Iranian government wants to do it. But what you sort of minimize in that joke is um you know who who those human rights abuses has abuse his effect right it's the people they are the one whose rights are being abused and by i i'm 
I'm sure like nobody does it on purpose, but the thing that is that when when you're like me, you watch a lot of Western stuff, whether YouTube videos or stuff like that, it kind of feel like, oh, it's normal, you know, it's just, it's Middle East. Middle East needs to always be in conflict. It doesn't do. Living in Iran doesn't have to be what it is right now. It doesn't have to be this arduous task, this uh, life-draining experience. But it's been. It's been that because, well, you know, it's always been that. These people of this area apparently don't know any better. It is, it comes with the region, doesn't it? No, it doesn't. The fact that young people right now are showing people it doesn't. The fact that because of the current revolution going on, people outside of Iran are finally realizing, no, it's not normal. People don't want it. It never changes, right? No, fuck it. It changes. It can change. It should change. And it needs to change. Change is scary, I'm not gonna lie. Like, uh, there are so many things that could go wrong that would paralyze anyone. The fear, the uncertainty. But as usual... There is hope that it might become better, while under the current system, there is no hope. They breed hopelessness. So yeah, <laughs> that's what uh, I wanted to talk about. Like, no, it's not normal, and I'm glad we realized it. I'm glad that as time is going on, more people are beginning to realize it. Even some older people who collectively we decided to put behind. <laughs> They're beginning to realize it. It's not normal. It wasn't ever normal. It comes from... Basically, the Islamic Republic is pretty much like COVID. It will come for you no matter what is your status, what is your level of closeness to the core, what is your um, financial status, it will come for you. The problem is that it kills younger people, people full of hope. Um, there is one thing I also want to mention, which is, it, it goes to show you how not normal things are. And when I think about it, the fact that it's happening right now is is poignant, you know. It, it, there's a movement going on. But uh, it happens all the time, especially in my field, you know, cinema. Um... A couple of days ago was the anniversary of the death of uh, Qasem Soleimani, the leader of IRGC, a generally unpleasant uh, man, and in many cases a fucking war criminal who was 
murdered, killed, blown up to pieces. Now, there is a, a food item called cutlet, cutlet, which people jokingly start to say Ghassan Soleimani became that. It's kind of like a burger. I don't know. I know cutlet in itself is like a Russian food, but it's ground meat, potatoes, and a ground meat, ground potatoes, and eggs. And you make patties out of it and you fry it. It's actually kind of delicious. I highly suggest finding a recipe online and making it if you haven't made it before. Um, yes, there is someone in the outside yelling into a megaphone. Great. Um, but there was this online chef who started teaching how to make that food item on that particular day. I'm sure there was a joke involved. They arrested him, they closed off his restaurant, and he's right now in jail for sharing a recipe. Now, I've talked about it before that life in Iran is always political. Everything in it is political, including, as it appears, making food. But, you know, you can look at it as, oh, this thing again. Or get justifyingly outraged. It's not fucking normal. It needs to change. And it has. It has changed massively so far. And it will continue to change. I am, as always, been hopeful. And, uh, yeah, it will change. I have less than two minutes left on this episode. So, I just wanted to mention it's my 100th episode. Yay. <laughs> this is going to be a little bit personal. So, if you do want to go, um, I completely understand. I will see you next week unless, again, they fuck up the internet so much I can't upload. But, yeah. This was my 100th episode. I started the last part in 2020 because I needed to talk to someone, anyone, and I decided to talk to the internet. It's not been always ups. It's had a lot of downs. There were times I genuinely thought, oh, I'm not going to do it anymore. But overall, I'm glad I did, and I'm glad I stuck with it. 100 episodes. I don't know when it will end. Uh, I don't, I, I don't think it'll go on forever. But the fact that I've managed to do it for 100 episodes, excluding the special episodes, by the way, the special chapters, well, that's one episode where I recorded it twice. I don't... Uh, you should go to the YouTube and check it out. Um, yeah, 100 episodes. Great, I'm, I'm actually kind of impressed with myself that I stuck with it. And I wish I could have celebrated it. I can't. Because, well, it wasn't ever normal, was it? <laughs> I was just trying to fool myself. And I, when I go back to chap season one, there is a chapter called Politics that I talk about. Oh, I don't like politics. I was so naive back then, two years ago. 
God. I will see you all next week, hopefully. And remember, be outraged. It can change. It should change. It was never normal.